You're listening to Confidently She, a lifestyle and mindset podcast for women of faith, hosted by copywriter and body confidence coach, Rebecca Biggie. Get ready to question the beliefs that are making you question your self-worth and become Confidently She. There's a really big difference between what the world tells you confidence looks like for women and what God tells you confidence should actually be. Because I think that there are there are different forms of confidence for different personality types within women, but there's also kind of this baseline what a confident woman of God should look like. And obviously there's like the cliche Proverbs 31 woman that we've felt like there's this standard of whatever that we have to live up to, or at least that's how I felt where it's like, oh, Proverbs 31 girl, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, great. But what does that actually look like for me in my life? Like, how does that, how does that play out practically? And for the record, I'm going to read about this Proverbs 31 woman because guess what? It mentions her husband as well. So I think it's very funny that people are like, oh, looking for this Proverbs 31 woman. Okay, well, are you the husband of that Proverbs 31 woman? Because if you're not, like this is what I think people are so weird. Like, they're like, oh, this is what I'm looking for. But then they don't stop to consider, am I what that person deserves? Am I what that person is also looking for? So, and I don't mean deserve as in like, this is a fixed thing. Like, you either deserve it or you don't. You can always grow in who you are and strengthen your relationship with God and become that person. But I just think that it's funny that men have this expectation of women to be this like godly Proverbs 31 woman. But then when it comes to who she's married to, they are kind of ignorant to that. Some, you know, obviously, whatever, like there's always exceptions. There are good men out there. Anyway, um, I'm just going to read the parts about her husband because it seems like we, we neglect that. So the first part where it mentions her husband is um, Proverbs 31, 23. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. So this Proverbs 31 woman is married to an elder. Okay. So if if some guy is expecting you to be like holding you to this standard, it is 100% biblical for you to then also hold him to the standard of being an elder, right? And and I think it's Timothy when they talk about like the qualities and characteristics of what it takes to become an elder. So just keep that in mind where it's like, yes, this is a give and take. Like it's not like women are held to this impossible standard and men just get to like, <laughs> you know, whatever. They, they have... They are called to a higher purpose than than most of them 
you know, are. So her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. That's the type of man this Proverbs 31 woman is with. The next part he's mentioned is in, um, okay, 3128. So her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. So if you are trying to be this Proverbs 31 woman and your husband is not praising you and not encouraging you and is not respected among the elders, like, like he needs to up his game. He needs to, like, as you become this, he needs to become that. And if you're single, if you are working towards being a woman like, like God wants you to be, you get to be picky when it comes to the type of man you're going to marry. We're talking marriage here. This is not just like someone that you're going to, this is not a coworker. This is not a like temporary thing. This is a big deal. You should have discernment. You get to be picky and you should make those, those, that list, that expectations that you have should be from the Bible because then you know it's not unrealistic. And if men are, are following the Bible, then you can hold them to this standard. Okay. So he praises her. He calls her blessed. That sounds nice. Oh, shoot. Well, the first time it mentions it is actually verse 11. So Proverbs 31, 11, her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. So he does not tear her down. I mean, if your husband has full confidence in you, that's, that's amazing. He's encouraging. He doesn't tear you down. He, well, it says here, and lacks nothing of value. I don't really know, like, what that means in this context, but okay. Like, is this the type of man that you are dating right now? Is this the type of man you are married to? Is this the type of man that you are looking for? Because if not, then something needs to change. So it says, Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. So that sounds like a pretty good husband, right? And and it's just interesting that we forget that, yes, women are supposed to be these things, but these types of women are married to those types of men. You know, what if I don't like that idea initially? Like, what if I struggle and wrestle with the idea of submitting to my husband, for example? Like, as a confident woman, a previous version of me was like, yeah, right. I am not going to submit to anyone. Thank you very much. Like that's creepy and weird and sounds a little abusive, honestly. Like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, but I believe, and I feel that is another form of deception by the enemy who's, who's trying to tell you that you shouldn't trust anyone. Definitely not men, not God. 
don't trust anyone but yourself. That's what the enemy is trying to tell you in, in that moment. And instead of, instead of resisting what the Bible says about marriage and confidence, submission and love, instead of resisting it, what if you put aside your resistance for a minute and just tried to examine this objectively and be like, okay, God, what are you trying to show me with this? What in my heart needs to be softened so that I can fully accept what you want for my life? Because you need to remember that God has our good at heart. So when it comes to being a confident woman, you're, you might be like, well, how can I be confident and then yet also submit to my husband? Like, I don't want to submit to a man. Like, I don't, I don't want to, to do that. Confidence is not synonymous with independence. Confidence and independence are not the same thing. Confidence and self-sufficiency are not the same thing. Confidence and leadership are not the same thing. We need to, I mean, you need to get right on what your definition of confidence is to begin with if you are going to try to build towards confidence. So confidence is having the, the identity, the, the resting, true, strong identity in Christ that you know no, nothing can shake that, okay? So, so you don't have to be in control in order to know who you are and know you have value. You don't have to build up walls to protect your feelings and never let anyone inside because you know that you have value in who God says you are. Like that's confidence. Confidence is being able to be vulnerable and real with people. Confidence is trusting in someone else. No one is self-sufficient. Like I think that this is this huge lie that we're all being told it's, well, and like men too, they're being told like you, you don't need a woman, which it's like, it's true, you don't, but also you, you'd still need somebody. <laughs> like, I think that we, we tell ourselves that there's like, oh, I don't need no man, like whatever. And it's like, yes, yes. Like you don't need a relationship to feel complete because, and, and Along with that, having a relationship will not complete you. You don't need a man to feel complete. Having a man will not complete you. What we all need is submission and love for God. That is what gives you confidence. That's what gives you your identity that can't be shaken. And so if you start with that... Then you realize these desires in your heart that it's like, yeah, maybe I do want to get married and I do want to have kids and, and whatever. And then you can go into more of the like, all right, how do I love and submit to my husband rather than loving and submitting to God? But I don't think that if you like if you haven't learned to love and submit to God first, how are you going to love and, and submit to someone who like isn't perfect? Like, where is your, where is your source of truth and love coming from if you haven't learned it from the source? So that's kind of the first step of understanding how and this all works. 
is, are you submitting to God? Because if you know what it feels like to submit to God and to trust him and to know that he loves you and and understand, well, I mean, to the best of our ability, I mean, we're still humans, but understand that he is good and he is trustworthy. If you can't do that, that's where you start. If you're doing that and you're in the process of at least learning that or understanding that, and you are also in a relationship or you are also married and you're like, well, I can't just like put my marriage on the back burner. Well, it's not about putting it on the back burner, but realize that your marriage does not come first in your life. God comes first. He wants that. And once you put God first, the other things get easier. So instead of continuing on explaining that to death, I'm going to start sharing from the Bible because I feel like I've spoken a little too much and now it's time for God to speak. Um, because the, the fear around submitting to an imperfect man is that they will abuse that leadership role they've been given, right? Deep down, that's the fear. Okay, Ephesians, right? Ephesians 5, 22, the verse we have heard and it's been beaten into our minds like forever if you've been going to church for a majority of your life. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. But guess what, guys? The Bible doesn't end there. Yes, actually, that book does not end there. That, that chapter doesn't even end there. There's a lot more after that. And I think that we focus a lot on what wives are supposed to do. Whoa, submit to your husband. Okay, yeah, that's great. What does it say that the husbands are supposed to do? Because this is the important part. This is what makes or breaks our willingness and our security in submitting to a man. I want to talk about Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless in this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. And it continues on. So instead of trying to focus on how you're supposed to submit to your husband, why don't we talk about that some more? Because if a man were to love you in that way, I would guess you'd have very little reservations about submitting to a man like that in everything. That's, that's my guess. 
So instead of, and, and as women, we take on a lot of responsibility for our relationships. But instead of looking at, okay, I'm a wife or I'm a woman, so I'm going to be a wife someday, maybe, I need to submit to my husband. Okay, submit to him in everything. All right, I guess that just means that I have no say in anything and and my husband's just totally in control. Okay, so then what does that mean? That means you need to find a husband who's going to love you like this because unless he is worthy of your submission, you should not be with him. If he does not love you in this way, you should not submit to him in that way, right? Like that just doesn't, it, it's both of you working together to be this for each other. And, and if one of you is dropping the ball, it's not going to work. If both of you are trying to lead, it's not going to work. If neither of you are leading, it's not going to work. So it's, it's the man leads in love and the woman submits to her loving husband who loves his wife as he loves himself, as Christ loved the church. That's a big responsibility for men to do. But that is what they are called to do. And in response, we are called to submit to them. So if you are single and you're struggling, like, I don't want to submit to my husband, whatever, you need to examine your heart and what you are choosing to believe about men. Maybe you're, maybe you don't trust men and maybe you have a good reason not to. That's fine. There are a lot of evil people out there who will betray your trust. But if you, it's not about you needing to submit. Like that's true. But remember who you're submitting to. Be cautious and wise about who you are submitting to. And if you're already married and you're feeling like, you know, my, my husband is not loving me in this way. All right, well, then talk with him about that. Because the beautiful part about it is if you're both believers and you are going to live your life according to the Bible, this holds him accountable in the same way it holds you accountable. Nowhere in here does it say, wives, submit to your husbands. Husbands, do whatever you want. And and your wife has to just listen to you no matter what. Because you're the man and you're in charge. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> Actually, I think men have it harder than women. Like, they're the ones who have to give themselves up for us and love us and sacrifice for us. We just have to follow them. They're the ones who have to make the decisions. We just have to go along with them and support them in it. So if you're having a hard time submitting or with that idea of love and submission, start with who you think you have to submit to. Because guess what? You have a choice in this. If you're single, like you don't marry the guy that you are uncomfortable submitting to. How about that? Like, I certainly did not want to submit to my ex-fiance because he didn't know what was going on. So I took the leadership role in that relationship and it did not work out. Go figure. So it's not, it's not about your behavior all the time. It, it takes two. 
So pick someone who loves you in this way, and then it'll be easy, easier to submit. Let's take this one step further. So, so it says, husbands, love your wives. Okay, so what does it look like to love your wife, according to the Bible? Well, we have a definition of love, actually. <laughs> oh my gosh, love actually. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. Um, where is it? Oh, yep, here it is. 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. That is what husbands are supposed to do for their wives. Love them. They're supposed to be patient and kind, not envious or boastful or proud, not rude or self-seeking or easily angered, keeps no records of wrongs, delights in the truth. Like, that is the type of love that we're talking about here. And it's nice because the Bible provides a common definition of what that is. So you can't be like, well, I think... I think it's unrealistic of you to expect X, Y, Z from me because that's not like what I want to do. It, it kind of gets rid of the selfishness and it gets rid of the, well, this is what I want. So I'm just going to do it this way. It's like, no, we're both doing it God's way. Like this is what we signed up for type of thing. I also want to call out 1 Corinthians 7, 4. The wife's body does not belong to her alone, but also to her husband. In the same way, the husband's body does not belong to him alone, but also to his wife. This unity and equality of, of belonging to each other. So, like, in singleness, our bodies, well, and I guess in marriage, like, first of all, like, firstly, our bodies belong to God because he created us. And then in marriage, our, our bodies belong to each other. It's like, and in, in not in a controlling way and not in a like, you're not allowed to wear that because you're, wow, like, <laughs> okay, like, like you, you want to, again, love each other and respect each other. And so often these verses are used as an excuse for people to control and manipulate their spouse. And that's just not the intent of, of the unity God wants and has created for us in marriage. Marriage is when a man and woman come together and serve each other in this way, putting each other's needs first loving and respecting and submitting to the other. Like, it is an example of the way God loves us. How we submit to God and how God loves us and how we respect God's leadership and how God is a, a caring, kind ruler. And it's one of the ways that we can, can show the world how different 
love and, and relationships can be when they are centered in Christ. Because it's not the type of marriage that you see every day. It's not the type of marriage that, you know, the, the husband sits out drinking beer in the garage or in the basement or in the backyard every day after work and the wife is inside making dinner and is just like frustrated and annoyed all the time and neither of them are happy, but they don't get divorced because they see divorce as failure and they're just like existing. Like that is not the design for marriage. And it only works when both people are doing their role. And I think a lot of times men are dropping the ball with their love your wife this way. And so then the wives are like, why should I submit to my husband? He's being a jerk or he's trying to control and manipulate me or or he's not leading at all. Somebody has to do something. So I guess I'll do it like like. And I'm not, I'm not trying to blame men for this, but I'm just saying that it's like, it's not all on you. You are not solely responsible for the health of your marriage. It's not just because you aren't submitting to your husband or, or if you're single, like, don't be freaked out by the idea of submitting to someone because guess what? That probably just means you're, you're finding the wrong types of people. You need to find a man who is, is understand. You need to find a good one. Of course, I'm not going to submit to some idiot who's not going to lead me, who's immature, who, who doesn't love me the way that Christ loved the church. Like, yeah, right. Get out of here. I would rather just submit to God and be single my whole life than, than try to have a marriage with somebody who can't lead me, who isn't going to love me, and that um, somehow also expects me to submit to him. No, that's not going to happen. So I want to talk to the single people and, and just remind you of like, you get to decide the type of man you marry. You are not forced into marriage. If you live in the majority, like if you live in America, if you live in like the developed world, which you probably do because you're listening to this podcast right now, like I don't think people, I, I, whatever. Anyway, you're listening to this podcast, you are not going to be forced into a marriage. So you get to choose. And instead of being like, oh, woe is me, there are no good men out there. Yes, there are. You just might not be picking them right. So you need to get clear on like what this looks like in practice. Like how do you find a, a man who will embody this? And remember, like they don't, they're not going to be perfect. You're not perfect. They're not perfect. But at least someone who's like, yes, I subscribe to this idea of marriage and I am committed to improving myself and working towards what the Bible says a marriage should be. Okay, great. So then what does that look like? I mean, read about the character of God and how forgiving he is and and how we are supposed to live in response to that. If you read the parable of the unmerciful servant, that's kind of what I was getting at with like you I want a husband who's forgiving, who who is going to accept the Lord's forgiveness that he has received because Lord knows anyone who I mean is a Christian has like received forgiveness from God at some point and so like extending that to other people and like showing them grace. 
and and like they have the fruit of the spirit in their lives. They have and can show love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Like those are the character traits of someone who has the spirit of the Lord within them. And then someone who's kind and caring, like like you you don't want to be married to someone who is harsh and and selfish like like that's where we get into the trouble of not wanting to submit to someone because it's like yeah who in their right mind would want to submit to someone who's controlling and harsh and doesn't forgive you and makes you feel shame and guilt or is just super lazy and doesn't take initiative isn't going to provide for your family like just like no one would want to submit to someone like that and you don't have to like this is why you need to be very cautious before getting married like and if you're already in a marriage then you can just be like all right this is something we need to work on it's not like so many women are reading like self-help books and personal development and like men are too but like it if you're in a marriage both of you need to be working on yourselves because you don't want one person to be like carrying the whole thing no one is debating whether or not wives are supposed to submit to their husbands like i'm not no one's debating that like yeah that's the natural order of things great the thing that you need to be mindful of and careful of is who you are putting in that leadership role in your life. So the way it works when the way it works is first the leadership role is God. Instead of freaking out over like I don't want to submit to any man whatever that's uh, it's like well ask yourself why because honestly like I I'm tired. I am I don't like making a lot of decisions. I I would much rather have someone else do that and me give advice and input, but at the end of the day, have it be someone else's decision. And I think that a lot of women, if they were with someone who they truly trusted and knew that they had their best interest in, at heart, would feel the same way. But because of sin, because of the fallen nature of humans, we do not trust each other. So we need to realize and learn how to trust in God because God is the only one who will always come through for us. God is the only one who shows us perfect love and and perfect leadership. So you understand and you see what perfect looks like from God. And then you go out and you say, all right, which of these men am I interested in or are interested in me? kind of have similar traits here. Like God is the gold standard. And then we see, all right, like this guy, he's he's working towards being that. And and I see him as a leader. And, and I think, yes, this is the guy who we can work together to do this marriage thing. Like that's how it works. That's how it's designed to work. And unless you are trying to find someone who exemplifies those traits, of course you're not going to want to submit to him because who would want to submit to a man who is angry or, on the other hand, passive? You can't submit to a passive man. Like, like <laughs> they, there's this saying that's like, in order to be a leader, you have to be going somewhere, right? No one's going to follow someone who's standing in place. Like, you literally cannot follow them because they're not going anywhere. You cannot walk behind them because they're standing still. So like if if 
these guys, so many guys are passive. They're not like leading and going places or they go the other way and they're like aggressive and and they're angry and they're controlling and like that's not good either. So yes, no one is perfect and you need to find someone who is aware of their flaws and working on their flaws just like you are. But instead of focusing on or resisting like, oh, I don't want to submit to my husband or I don't want to submit to a, a guy, ask yourself, what type of man would I be willing to submit to? And get your answers from the Bible and, and kind of do some research and figure out, all right, this is the type of person that I would feel comfortable submitting to. And then go find that person and marry that person instead of like this dude that you've been dating who's like fun and kind of cute, but I don't know, like, no. Marriage is not to be taken lightly. It is a really cool thing. And and I think when done right, it is just like such an awesome opportunity to feel God's love in a new way and to show and like participate in the relationship we have with God in a new way. And it's like confident women feel this pressure to be the leader or to to be independent, to not need anyone. And it's like, that's not what confidence is. Confidence is trusting in your leader and and helping your leader when he needs help and and realizing that you are not self-sufficient and that's okay. And learning vulnerability, like that's what true confidence is. And... If you keep buying into this lie that, you know, confident women are independent or they're taking the lead and whatever, like you will constantly be disappointed in these men that you're dating because you're attracting passive men who want to be led by you. And then you become the leader. And like that's what happened to me. I was in, so I've been in both of these types of relationships. I was in a relationship with someone who was angry, controlling, and domineering. That was terrible. And so then I went all the way the other way and I was in a relationship with a guy who was passive, who never took initiative, and and I had to be the leader because he didn't do anything. So both were bad. Both were not what what God had designed and it was just different levels of like brokenness and insecurity that led me into these relationships. But the true confident woman realizes she's not self-sufficient because no one is. You need friends. You need God. Like, whether or not you're in a relationship, it doesn't matter. Like, you need people. And then she's willing to submit because she knows who she is even, like, outside of that relationship. Like, she knows that she doesn't have to be in control in order to still have value and influence. You don't have to be in control. You don't have to be the leader in order to be valued. So if you haven't read the book Captivating, you need to do it and read Wild at Heart too because those books are just so good in like explaining this delicate balance between trust and and control and, and like anger and passivity and... And for women, like, wanting to control everything versus totally giving up and, like, not even trying anymore. And so 
it's it's a journey, it's a balance. And just know that if you're struggling to with this idea of like, how do I confidently be a woman, but then also submit to my husband, like that doesn't seem whatever, you can do both. You can, it's just you need to adjust what you believe confidence is and rethink a little bit who you would be willing to submit to. Because it's not about, I will not submit. It's who who would you submit to? And then go find them because those guys are out there. You just, you're just not attracting them right now if you are trying to be the leader and con- like domineering and, and taking control of everything. Like you're not attracting the leader man if you are trying to lead. You're attracting the passive man. And that doesn't mean you need to be like super passive and and never tell people what you want and never ask for what you want. But it's like, you need to be the type of woman that the type of man you want is going to be attracted to. That's a whole nother podcast. But for right now, ask yourself what type of man you would be comfortable and willing to submit to. Find answers in the Bible. Find stories about men who who were godly or, or you know, Jesus's character. Like, a, a man who wants to be like Christ. That's who I would submit to. And that's, I encourage you to like have that same type of standard. Obviously, men aren't going to be perfect in that, just like we aren't going to be perfect in ourselves. But that's what you should be looking for. That's what your standard should be. Obviously, no man is going to meet that perfect standard. But like, that's what you should be looking for if you want a marriage that's that's going to be different than what you see in the world. Because submitting is not an act of insecurity or an act of ineptitude or an act, an act of not being competent. Submitting is actually confidence.
And in order for us as women to feel comfortable and secure submitting to a man, he needs to have an understanding of the way Christ loved the church, which is he died for the church. Christ literally laid down his life for us. And that is what men are called to do for their wives. And I see very, 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 very few men, husbands, laying down their lives for their wives and their family. Because that's a hard thing to do. And thank goodness we have God as a leader to to help them in that. So when it comes to submission, when it comes to love and confidence, what does that look like? You know, this Proverbs 31 woman, she's got a business. She's making it work. Like she's running the home. She's doing her thing. She's making wise decisions. She's got a good husband. She's strong. Like, yes, become all of these things. But in your journey of becoming those things, have incredible discernment about the type of man that you are going to submit to because you are becoming this rare, and it says right here, a wife of noble character who can find. This is rare. So as you are becoming this woman who is rare and and dignified and fears the Lord and is worthy of being praised, this is in um, 3130, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Like, if you are becoming that woman, you get to be picky. You should find a man like her husband. That is okay. Have discernment and realize that you are doing all of this not so that you can get a good husband. That's not the goal. You are doing all of this because that is what God calls you to be as a woman. Strong smart, loving, welcoming, dignified, wise, faithful. Proverbs 31, 31, give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. So it's also like she gets recognition for how awesome she is. Like, like, yes, her husband is respected at the city gate and she should be praised at the city gate. So it's, it's not this whole, like, that's what a confident woman is in the Bible. It is that Proverbs 31 woman. But I think that people focus on a few certain things that that make women kind of like submissive, which that's fine to be submissive, but you can also be praised at the city gate. You can also plant a vineyard and have it be profitable. Like, so it's it's all of it. You don't get to pick certain parts and be like, oh, this is this is the Proverbs 31 woman. It's like, well, no, she's all of these things and she deserves recognition for being all of that. And as you work towards being that confident woman who in all of that strength and dignity and and joy and peace in all of that she still probably submits to her husband i would guess because he's an elder 
because a woman like that has to be married to a man who is even more mature and and than she is when you are a strong confident woman that just means you need a stronger more confident more mature man who can lead you it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you or you need to make yourself smaller or less than you have something special and that just means you need to find a guy who can lead you it doesn't mean you need to make yourself stupid or make yourself like lower your expectations so that these weak-willed men can lead you like if you if you have more leadership qualities than the man you're dating you need to date a different man if you have more leadership qualities than your husband help your husband find a man who can help le- train him how to be a leader 